Hey all, I'm Kevin Kaufman, one half of the Kevin and Fred Show. This is our podcast and we thank you so much for listening to it, where we bring you real estate information five days a week. On Monday, I interview an expert in the industry. On Tuesday, we bring to you the industry headlines, all of the happenings over the last seven days going on in the industry. On Wednesdays and Fridays, we bring you a segment called iMinute, which is all about the iBuyer space in a short one to two minute format. And on Thursdays, we bring to you our weekly business tips. So sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast. We would love to hear your feedback. Welcome to the Kevin and Fred Show. Hey guys, Kevin here, and I'm excited about today's episode. I am joined uh, by John Marone. If you don't know John, you're going to probably like getting to know him on this episode. Uh, This dude is a bundle of energy, uh, has a really cool story, which we go into, including uh, some jail time, believe it or not, and then his rise up and how he overcame so many things, uh, went on to have a huge sales career and now speaking and coaching career as well. And uh, he's just, he's so cool, open. We get to talk a lot about kind of rewiring our mindset, um, emotions, kind of inner self-talk, if you will, and ego. Uh, One of the things we talked about was ego and how it can help hold us back from so much. Um, So at any rate, I think you're going to enjoy this episode. I enjoyed recording it. So if nothing else, there's that. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're staying safe. Fred and I are definitely here for you guys. If you need anything, feel free to reach out. You can reach us on kevinandfred.com. There's a contact us form, kevinandfred.com. There is a contact form there that uh, comes directly to mine and Fred's email if there's anything we can do for you. Uh, And if you wouldn't mind, what I would like to do is ask you for a favor. If you like today's episode, share it with somebody. Share it on Facebook, share it on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Um, just please share it. We recently changed the name, as some of you know, uh, back to the Kevin and Fred Show. And uh, because of that, we are uh, looking to just help spread more awareness uh, for people that may have lost track of the show. So thanks a bunch and enjoy today's episode with my guest, John Marone. All right, guys, we're back with the Kevin and Fred Show. And today, joined by John Marone, growth expert. John, how's it going, dude? It is beautiful and amazing here in Destin, Florida, man. I appreciate the opportunity to uh, speak and hopefully add some value to your audience. Awesome, man. Well, hey, we appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to do this. You and I uh, have been working on uh, linking up our schedules now for a couple months, really. So I'm glad we finally got this done. Apparently, uh, something good came out of the the COVID-19 pandemic. It forced us all home so we could finally get this done. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm definitely excited. And then obviously with everybody and our mother on the internet uh, last week, I had the issues, but uh, let's, let's rock this thing, man, and, and spread some love and some value. Yeah, man, let's do it. So John, let's do this, man. If you don't mind, um, t- like in a minute or two, like who is John Marone? Tell, tell the, tell for the few people that, that haven't maybe come across, you haven't maybe heard one of your, your, your talks or seen some of your content online or been in a mastermind that you've run. Uh, tell us, like, who are you, man? Like, what do you do? And if we could, like, connect it to real estate specifically first, and then we're going to kind of, you know, you and I already talked about, we're going to take this conversation a few different ways. Yeah, I love that question, because then I always respond with, well, do you want to know who John Marone is, like, now? Or do you want to know who John Marone was? Yes, yes. And and so, you know, who I I was, uh, was a very selfish, um, depressed, angry, violent person growing up. Uh, I was an addict and, and, um, unfortunately 
the, the addiction wasn't to just drugs. It was to um, fighting. It was to negativity. It was towards anything that did not um, end up in a good result. And, and unfortunately, I ended up in jail. And that was after being, uh, you know, living in my car, couch hopping. And when I got out of jail, I ended up uh, meeting my wife. I lived in a motel and we met online. And we fast forward many years later, um, I found myself in this life or death situation. And so maybe some of your audience can relate to this where I was taking some strides, right? Like I started slowly getting rid of the selfishness, but not a lot. I slowly started taking more action into good habits, but nowhere near where it should have been. And I met some good people along the way, but I was still getting in my own way, like self-sabotaging subconsciously. And the day that it all really changed was in October 28th, 2012. And I just rented our first house, right? We got out of the apartment and we had this little one-story house in New Jersey is where we lived. And so we lived on a barrier islands. And uh, Hurricane Sandy paid us to visit and we didn't think anything of it. You know, it was voluntary evacuation and I was still pretty selfish and stubborn at the time. Dude, I'm from Jersey. I'm Italian. Like that's a, that's, that, that's a recipe for one stubborn person. And that was me. And so um, I remember it, man, it was seven o'clock at night. We took a walk outside. It was windy, no rain, came back in and we, put, we were playing uh, Monopoly because I had brought my family from their house to ours because we thought it was safer. And within minutes um, after being inside, I, I just heard this weird trickle. And I look into the living room and I'll never forget it. It was a stream of water coming into the living room. And I got up and as I stepped through the water, a little bit of puddle, I opened up the door and it was roaring rapids outside of boats and docks. And it was, it was four to five feet of water and waves just crashing through my street. And so immediately I did what any uh, normal person would do, not try to save my family. I try to save the brand new furniture that I bought, right? Once again, selfish as hell. And so we started to put up the furniture. We all went into the attic. Now the ladder of the attic is down. And I see the water rising rung by rung, rung by rung. And then you hear thump, thump, thump. And the tree's about to come through the roof and the water's rising. And I had said something that I never said in this context. And I said, what kind of impact have I made? And it was weird for me because I never utilized that word in, in that kind of way. Because I was one way, right? I was, I was money hungry. I was income driven. Like coming from a family that... Um, we're rich on Friday and broke on Monday. Income solved all my problems. That's why I got into drug dealing at a young age. That and probably because I wanted to do the drugs, right? But that, like, that, was, that was me. And so when I said that, I said, if I get out of here, I'm going to make an impact in my life, in my family's life, and I will do it to anybody else that wants to receive it. I will impact this world, and I'll become impact first, income second. Well, we got rescued. I uh, got a front loader, rescued us, and, and we got put into the shelter and I was sitting in a shelter and I said, okay, I made this contract to myself. Right. But I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to change. And then there it was my biggest opportunity to grow was saying, I don't know what I don't know. And I just dropped the ego. And then for years and years, decade, I, I really just invested in finding out, what the most successful people in the world were doing in every industry, right? And not just in business, but in health and in relationships. And I started implementing all these things and my life just started getting better and better. My actions started getting more forceful and more forceful. And 
it just became this uh, beautiful transformation. Um, and then from there, I was able to get with the company and start coaching real estate agents who actually with uh, Jay Kinder, and Michael Reese over NAEA. Uh, before that, I was, I was uh, the top sales guy. And then I used to uh, coach and, and consult businesses for sales and marketing. So then I started kind of combining the two. Um, and so I started doing that for a few years. And then I went over to Commissions Inc. Uh, where we started Conversion Day. And that's taken people from appointment or from contact to appointment set to 33%. Um, our conversion rate is with 5,000 agents all across the country, uh, proving that our scripts work, but it's also the mindset and all the other little things that we talk about. Um, and then we run a mastermind uh, for Commissions Inc. as well, where uh, we basically get some of the top dogs that are in the nation that are utilizing the Commissions Inc. system. And we get them in a room twice a year and we just drop the walls and receive and give value and, and really be able to collapse time from where they're at to where they want to go. Um, and then I'm also grateful because I get to stand on stages with my coaching company that I have and my speaking career where I get to stand on stage with people like Trent Shelton, Robert Kiyosaki, Ed Milet. Um, and it's just uh, a great transformation. Um, but as I tell everybody, like this is was a process, right? This was a process just like anybody listening who has a business. Um, it's a process to get to where you want to go because here's the thing, Kevin, most people who get somewhere to their success fast, lose it fast. Now, why is that? It's not a coincidence. It's because the person that they needed to become to get that success, they weren't them because they took shortcuts. Cool. They got there. But the most important thing is that person they needed to become is the person that could actually sustain that success. Yeah. So a lot of people want this instant gratification, but I promise you, all it does is create long-term regret. Yeah. And so that's me in a nutshell. That's awesome, man. There's a, there's a lot of, uh, you know, I, I think back on a lot of lessons I've learned from different people, you know, everything from like, you know, Tony Robbins has talked a lot about too, about people who get too much success early. And sometimes it's more about a, like what, like what could even possibly be next for me. Right. Like, yeah. it's like they reach the pinnacle too early or I think about even a lesson uh, I had a pastor years ago who used to say faith promises, but wisdom wins. Meaning like, if you're going to keep that success that you have there, like that comes from wisdom. That doesn't come from like in, anybody can have some success. Like you can, you can be the top salesperson and make a lot of money. You can get lucky on an investment. You know, you can get lucky win the damn lottery, right? We've seen people win the lottery. Like, I don't know what the real stats are, but they're astounding the amount of people who win the lottery who then lose it all and actually end up in a worse position than they were before they won the lottery, right? They go yeah. from zero to millions to less than zero. Yeah. Um, and I think that, yeah, it has a lot to do with who we are as people, right? You know, I had a mentor tell me one time as well, like, hey, listen, your business is just never going to outgrow you. Like, you're, you have to grow if your business is going to be able to grow and sustain that. And, and so, um, you know, obviously, you, you've, you've learned that, lived that uh, at, a, at a high level, um, well, so cool. So let me ask you this, like, let's, let's, because this is mostly real estate agents and lenders and whatnot that, that are listening to the show. Uh, but we do have plenty of others because I like to bring on, uh, folks in, in different industries just to pick their brains, but to connect it a little more to real estate. So you mentioned Jay and Mike, friends of mine for sure. And, uh, you know, love those guys. Uh, so you were, so did you, did you say you were selling, you were like in sales for them? Is that how yeah, so, that like your so, first introduction in real estate? Yeah, so I, I came over um, 
to NAEA when they had about four, five, six people there total, right? And so there's a sales manager, but nobody under him. And then I went ahead and, and started selling the coaching platform for them. Um, and, and you can see my awards over there. If I swung it around, um, I couldn't be beat maybe once in a while, but I couldn't be beat. Um, and, and I, and I say that laughing because me and the old sales guys, I always give them crap about like maybe once in a while, you guys caught me sleeping, but I promise you it wasn't more than a month. Um, and, but I, what I really love though, is that Jay and Mike, the value they provided to me and coached me along the way and not sales. I, I knew a lot about that. You know what I mean? It wasn't about that. It was about the life lessons that they gave me. Um, and then listening to kitchens, you know, do his coaching calls. And, and as I said before, I was running a sales and marketing firm. I helped build businesses back in Jersey before I moved to Texas because of the hurricane. And so I let them know, hey, look, that's next step. And so we started coaching. Um, I was still selling a little bit too, but I started coaching real estate agents for them uh, for, I mean, it had to be 18 months or so. Cool. Awesome. And then you, yeah. and then you found your way over sync and started some, and it was a good friend of mine, Eric Lowry, who's, yep. who, who, you know, as well through the sync community who uh, initially connected you and I um, through, you, you know, he said, he said great things about you. So that, tell me a little bit about that. So you're running a couple of masterminds there and you do, it sounded like you have a one day course as well that you do with them. Yeah. So our mastermind is for, we have two masterminds. Anybody doing uh, 75 transactions to 150 will be in one group. And anybody doing 150 plus will be in another. Now, those people that are doing 150 plus, we probably average about 450 transactions a year at each person in that room. And we get together for two days uh, in beautiful places like Miami and Cabo and Tahoe and, uh, you know, San Diego. And so we get, get together twice a year. Um, and it's just a great place for people to network with like-minded individuals and grow and really collapse time, right, from where they're at in their business to where they want to go. Um, so we do that. And then the conversion day. You know, Sync has a great community. They have great leads. But like anything, the leads will always suck if you suck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so it doesn't matter how great the leads are to community are because if people can't close the leads, guess what happens? They can't pay for the system. And so running sales teams and understanding the science behind selling we utilize my skills to create the conversion day and we go on the road to multiple locations and we bring conversion day uh, to pop-up locations. Right. I mean, obviously a little bit has changed now, but we'll get back into things in July. Sure. Um, but yeah, so we show up there and a hundred plus people every single month from that area, we go eight hours and the whole point of the conversion day is to rewire their mindset and then reshape their skill set. And mainly talking about how, like I would change it to conversation day or conversation mastery because I help people understand how to, converse, how to facilitate the conversation that will result in a conversion, right? And, and we've seen it, man, 5,000 agents have been through that course and from contact to appointment set, 33%. Kevin, I, I'm not lying when every time I, we, we do the numbers because we do power hour, right? So we do a power hour where after we, we learn everything, we actually put the work in love it and every i'm a little nervous every time like okay is this gonna be the month that it's not 33 percent you know and we have we usually have two teams and and one might be a little less one's a little more but three years every time 33 percent, and it's, it's because we've crafted the script as well as the pieces that we put in place for conversion day from the mindset to the discipline to the daily habits um to really come together um and be all the puzzle pieces you need to be a high level conversion master. All right, so let's, let's 
let's talk about that for a second, if you don't mind. Like, because so, yeah, I agree. So, like, okay, we can have script, right? You like, you could give me your golden script. Like, people, agents ask me all the time, and and listen, I've got a script book too, mostly stolen from other people, right? Like, yeah. downloaded this guy's and and that lady's, and then I put it together, and then we put our logo on it and give that to our team. Like, that's our script book. That's that's what we practice from, right? So, like, you could hand me, you know. John's golden script right now for converting and saying internet lead or sphere of influence, what, you know, fill in the blank, but what, like, what's the missing link? Like, I want to know in your, in your mind. So let's say my, let's say you, you give me the script and you give me 10, I'm going to talk to 10 people. You tell me like, Hey, listen, everything goes right. I'm probably getting, you know, three and a half appointments, right? Three to four appointments. Um, but you and I both know, like, I'm probably getting one or less, right? Yep. Like probably like what's the missing ingredient there? My gosh, man. I'm not going to lie to you. There's so much more than one missing ingredient. I'm going to give you a few. Is, is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Let's Be- do it. Because I, you know, it's definitely more than one. Um, <clears throat> first thing people don't know what success looks like. You know, they're dialing to burn through the leads, right? So what you focus on expands. So most people are just dialing because their goal is two hours or a hundred dials versus in front of them, how many actual appointments they want to set. That's one. And that's just a very small piece. The other one is what does your state look like, right? How are you getting into peak state to drive a peak performance? You cannot sit down and dial for two hours with people hanging up on you, hanging up on you and tell me that you don't start slouching. Your tonality starts to get worse. Stand up because it's the person on call 101 with massive enthusiasm and energy that wins, not call one. We all could do it for call one, right? After you get punched in the face over and over and over again. So that's another one. What are you doing to get in the state? I mean, it could be praying, meditating, screaming, listening to music, figure out what that is. Number three, some people might hate me on here. For those of you who know me, you know I say this a lot. We have a lot of glorified Applebee's servers in the real estate industry. And so what I mean by that is, okay, three bedrooms. Okay, awesome. Two bath. Okay, perfect. Okay, what location? So that stuff can always change. What will not change will be their why. So I want everybody for every what to go three whys deep. And I'm talking about three whys deep. So if Kevin, you told me, man, my why, you know, I, I need to get four bedrooms. Okay, interesting. Why is that important to you? Well, I'm about to have another baby and, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, we have enough space and I have an office. So I'm not in my wife's craft room. Right? <laughs> like, and then I just, a lot of times they'll move. Okay. How many bedroom? But that's not the real reason. That's not the real why I need to go three levels deep because you're only going to tell me your surface. Why? Because as a human, the way our minds work is we don't want to feel disappointed. And so if I tell you the real reason why the deep rooted issue and it doesn't happen, that is setting me up for massive disappointment. And as a human, my mind is trying to protect me. So it will give you a surface why. And most people, oh, they're wise because they want to get closer to work. No, it's not. They're wise. They want to put their daughter in bed every night. They want to eat breakfast with their kids. They want to go ahead and get 10 hours back in their week so they can go ahead and get back into their health regimen because they're not where they need to be in their relationships failing because their insecurities because of health. What I'm trying to get at is the why is the most important thing. And that's also going to build massive rapport, obviously, but people have issue with it because they're not willing to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And 86% of home buyers do not think their agent understands their problem. And they're correct because their problem's not the four bedrooms. It's deeper than that. 
And so the reason why real estate agents get a bad rep is because of that. You're a glorified Applebee's server. Like you get paid a lot more money than Applebee's service. I was an Applebee's server for a really long time. I know. And so the why is so important, man. That why is so important. I think that's, if I were like to wrap it up into one, the, the why is, is crucial. I will say two other things though. You can't get me heated on the subject. <laughs> People's opening lines, they suck, right? 60% of your objections come from your opening lines. It, 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 you're, you're timid. You're asking the wrong questions versus ask, like, we've been doing this for a really long time. You know your partner's scripts. You know what he's going to say. So you should be very well prepared to understand what they're going to say. So you script out a message to where you know what they're going to say. So your opening line, you got to fine tune it. Stop saying their name. Stop saying your brokerage name. Stop stepping on these landmines. How are you doing? Boom. Negativity explosion, right? Like, hey, is this Kevin? No, it's not. Boom. You just stepped on a landmine, right? Hey, this is Joe with ABC Realty. I hate ABC Realty. Boom. Landmine. And so our script's mas really masterful because it's simple, and that's where success comes from. I'm sure you could agree. Um, and, and it's it's really allowing the report to be built by bringing the fear wall down. And then last thing is people need to start closing. You know, I, I've walked through ISA teams. I've walked through conversion uh, days and I hear great conversations. What, what happened? Well, they want to wait. Yeah, but you didn't ask for the appointment. Well, I kind of did. Well, no, no, no. First off, you usually got to ask for the appointment more than once. That's usually the, the, the whole thing here. But you have to ask for the appointment. So many people aren't doing that. The main objection is you are calling them to set an appointment, right? That's the goal. This may be the only time, and I tell everybody that I work with, treat it like it's the only time that you're ever going to talk to this person. Would you do things differently? Kevin, how many people have you talked to where they said they weren't buying for another six, eight, 12 months? You talked to them three months later, and they said they already bought. Yeah. So this is what I want everybody to do. Think about how many times that's happened to them in the last 12 months, okay? Then I want you to write down next to it how much money would have that been, okay? So you just lost $40,000, I should say, right? Four deals, 10K in commission, whatever it might be for you. Okay, $40,000. Now I got to ask you, write down next to it, what would you have done with that money? Paid off your student loan, went on that vacation, bought your own house. And why? Why'd you lose that money? Because you allowed, here it is, somebody else's fear to dictate your future. And that's it. Because they gave you an excuse, right? Through fear, they gave you an excuse and you believed it and you gave up on them. And so I know it's a lot in a nutshell, but those things right there, man, are, are crucial to increasing your conversion. Yeah, I would have to agree. Like, you know, I, I went through a personal experience in my business um, back in like really 2013. Our business shifted a lot and I, I won't go into it with you, like give you my whole backstory, but so it's really, I always tell people, even though I'd sold like say a thousand houses or so by that point in my career, that was the year I really learned to become a realtor. And it was my, it was actually my coach's wife, who was also a real estate coach. She helped me with some scripts. Like I was getting to the table for listing appointments, but I was not getting them. Like I was, I mean, I was closing 20 and 25, maybe 30% of the time. Like it was low and it was, dude, it, it was the worst feeling ever. And I worked with my, I worked with my coach's wife, who was also a coach and she ended up giving me some scripts and like ma my mate, the major one was like the close. Right. And it got me to the point where I would 
close five to six or seven times before like anything like like I was not taking a no on any of that and I did it very respectfully because I'm like listen I'm the guy like here's the information if you want to buy it like I'm over here right but I also realized if I wanted to if I wanted to get that 40 grand back like if I want to go back in time and, and keep that 40 grand in commission so I could spend it on my family like I knew that I needed to to add something I needed to do something different and it wasn't just going to be talk to more people at a 30% conversion rate like I needed to get to a 60 and a 70% conversion rate. And the minute I did that, man, and the minute I learned how to close um, and ask five, six, seven times respectfully and not let their, not let those uncomfortable moments like control whether or not I got a commission, like everything changed. See, it, it, you just, it, it's funny though, because I got that $40,000 to spend on my family. What people also aren't realizing it's 40 last year, it's 40 this year, it's 40 next year. I'm mean, at $120,000. I'm really bad at math, guys. I'm pretty sure I'm right there. But $120,000, wow, that's life-changing for some people. And it might even be more for some people. Uh, what it comes down to, you keep talking about closing. There's a lot of techniques for closing, but really closing is an attitude. That's it. It's an attitude. And it's a skill, right? So, like, that's the most beautiful part about it is because you could build it. Right? Like you could build your confidence. You could build it around that attitude. And, and when I say attitude, I'm not being forceful. Like he said, he, he, he did it. He finessed it in, right? He wasn't forceful. He, he finessed his way into the close. Um, and I do want to mention one other part is that your income, your income is directly proportionate to the quality of questions you ask your clients. Your income is directly proportionate to the quality of questions you ask your clients. Just like your life, right? Your quality of life is directly proportionate to the quality of questions you ask yourself. So the person doing the telling is the person doing the selling. Take, take note of that, please. Yeah, I love it, man. That's cool. So let me ask you this because uh, we could probably talk about real estate scripts for, <laughs> for hours, if not all day. Um, talk to me about some of the other stuff you're doing. Like, so you mentioned uh, talking, you know, doing some talks uh, from stage as well and some of the other programs you got going on. Like, tell me some of the other things that you've got your, your hands in these days. Yeah, so, um, you know, public speaking to me at one point in my life was, was all about sales. And I never got the... Uh, the fulfillment I needed and, and, you know, kind of backtrack. I actually used to own a personal training company as well. And what I realized as well, I wasn't getting a fulfillment where I get fulfillment is inner work. Right. And so being able to be keynotes or speaking in people's businesses to not motivate necessarily. I call myself a transformational speaker because motivation is great. But what I give you is where transformation happens and transformation happens outside of motivation. Because when motivation leaves your body, that's the moment your destiny is shaped. And so I'm all about actionable, right? Actionable, applicable tools. And so when I get up on stages, um, you know, that's, that's my main mission is to inspire you through my story for sure. Um, and, and, and really to just develop this new way of thinking for people um, and give them the tools so that when they're energized and they're ready to run through the wall, they actually have tools to do it. I just remember going to conferences all the time and being like, so excited. I get home and then I get hit in the face with all these different things going at me. And guess what? The excitement, motivation goes down. I probably have a bunch of notes, but I can't even compartmentalize them. I don't, I don't even know where to start to, or end. So my whole mission as a speaker is to give you the inspiration. But when you get home, you look at all the pages and you open up the John Marone and 
there are the three actionable things to, let's just say, get out of worry and into wealth, right? Or whatever the subject or the content I'm delivering. Uh, but yeah, I've spoken on stages with uh, Trent Shelton and I have done keynotes uh, for Robert Kiyosaki and I, uh, Brad Lee and I. It was cool. Actually, they went with uh, Robert O'Neill, um, who he's killed, uh, I think, Bin Laden and a bunch of other people. His stories were really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I also go ahead and, and I do small businesses as well, right? So corporate uh, or different businesses. Then I have my coaching company. Uh, my coaching company, we have courses online, uh, group coaching, personal evolution, which is a 12-week experience. Um, and that's actually going to be dropping May 4th. Uh, it's myself and a fellow super coach named Julian Rosen. And it's a 12-week experience that's going to really provide clarity on the things that have been holding people back, like deep-rooted issues, and how to face them, then how to go ahead and release them so that they're no longer holding you back, and then bring them through a transition period to really say, hey, what was your goal in 12 weeks? And making sure everybody hits their goal. Um, And it's only 20 people allowed in that one uh, group. The cool thing is, is Julian and I, have no fear of giving money back because we know it's going to work. So it's a money back guarantee type of program. Uh, but that's at johnmarone.com forward slash evolution. If you're interested, check it out. Shoot me an email. Uh, it's only for certain people though. People that are willing to take action, people that are ready to, to drop the old story and create a new story. People are going to be vulnerable, get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are not in it for anybody that's willing to make excuses for going back on their word. And then I have my podcast, uh, Power of Progression where I've interviewed some of the, the peak performers in this world. And I also do my own solo shows. So power progression can be uh, seen on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you go. Awesome, man. So you get your, you get your hands in a lot of it. I, I love that. Let me ask you this, like uh, go backwards a little bit. Like you, you've obviously, you've spoken to a lot of people. You, you've coached a lot of people. You've seen a lot of people probably transform. You've probably seen a lot of people not transform as well. Like, have, have you picked up on or, you know, like, what are some of the common trends or themes you see in people that figure it out and go from, you know, maybe not necessarily to the extreme that you went from, like, you were in a, you, you were in a really bad place and you're, you're kicking ass now, but just the things that, you know, the everyday things that hold people back from being as great as they want to be. Like, I think everybody has it in them. Like, they, they want everybody's got something more in their world that they want. And yet there's something that holds people back, whether it's action or a mindset or whatever, like what are some of those themes that you see pop up that are common between the people that actually kind of make it over that hump, if you will? Yeah, it's such a good question. I think there's a few uh, components, a few ingredients. Number one is limitations, right? Limited beliefs. Um, it always seems like, and, and, and I know this firsthand, every time I wanted to step out and go into this great life and build what I wanted to build, that limitation, that limited belief, that self-doubt kept coming in, right? And so it was, oh, you know, your parents' past is your future. Uh, you know, you've made so many mistakes in your life and you, you know, have screwed over so many people. You don't deserve success or, um, you know, where you come from, you're not supposed to get to a certain level. Like all these, whatever it was for that day. And I, I think a lot of people live in that, right? A lot of people live in that limitation. And, and it's unfortunate because all that limited belief is, is a thought. And a thought is just a thought until you breathe life into it. And so if you could be super self-aware, which I think is the number one trait of a successful person, is a daily self-awareness. And you can capture that limited belief and you could have the understanding of, hey, look, that's not real. 
right? My mind doesn't know the difference between fake and real. The issue is most people are feeding their mind fake things that don't benefit them, right? And your mind's believing it because it's the more it wires or the more it fires, the more it wires. So I think people with their limited beliefs is one of the biggest things. Um, number two, because look, action doesn't matter, right? So people think they have a result problem, but they don't. They have a system problem, right? People think they have a money problem, but they don't. They have a consistency with their daily habits problem. And so I like to get to the root of things. And so our, our results are driven off of our action. Now, our action is driven off of our emotions, but our emotions are driven off of our thoughts and a conversation we have with ourselves. So I like to start at the real roots and ask myself and anybody, what conversations are you having with yourself? Right? And the things you're saying to yourself, would you say it to somebody you love? Like, would you tell somebody you love, Kevin, if you and I were great, great friends, I'm like, dude, and I'm repeating everything you're saying to yourself, man, you're not good enough, man, you're too old. There's no way you can get that, bro. What the hell are you thinking? There's not a chance you can make that kind of money. You better take a seat and play where, where you know they need to be playing. You'd be like, bro, are you kidding me? Why would you say that to me? Like, you'd be so mad. But yet we say to ourselves on a daily basis, and it's all because we have 75,000 thoughts a day and we keep grabbing the wrong ones. Now, it's not like you're going to stop grabbing the wrong ones, but it's when you grab it, look at it and say, well, that's not the right one. Grab a better one, right? We have to ask ourselves, are our thoughts empowering us or disempowering us? Are they help, helping us walk in faith or in fear? So making sure that your limitations really um, start to subside, but it starts with understanding the self-awareness to your thoughts. And then the other one is, you know, daily habits. Uh, I'm a big believer that our habits create our future. All right, show me your habits, I'll show you your future. We don't have a, a discipline problem to our habits. What we have is the outside world hitting us at all different angles, right? All these circumstances, and it's making us forget why it's a habit in the first place. And so our why is so important. We talk about it with clients, right? And I, I was on a call today talking about it. We go through different seasons in our life. Right now is the season of uncertainty, the season of unknown, right? There's seasons of struggle, there's seasons of success, there's seasons of love, there's seasons of uh, negativity. There's all these different seasons. And the people that make it out are the people that have a strong enough reason to get through any bad season. And when you do that, when you have a strong enough reason to keep fighting, to keep pushing, to be resilient, what's funny is those seasons start to get shorter. The negative seasons start to get shorter and shorter. They won't disappear, but they'll start getting shorter. So I think a lot of people fall victim to the circumstances around them, realizing that it's just their perspective of that circumstance, right? That's our superpower right there. Our superpower, if we activate our perspective shift, it could change everything. Like that one component. That one thing, if everything else just kind of went in one ear, not the other, it's are you having the proper perspective in everything that you see? Because when you could change your perspective on a dime, you change what your emotion towards what you see to now benefit you. Then you change your action because you're driven off emotion. And then now all of a sudden, your action creates a result you want. And when you have good results, it feeds a better thought, which starts pushing out all the negative ones. And it's this beautiful cycle. Most people are stuck in the other way around. Got it. Yeah, that makes uh, 
That makes per- perfect sense. Um, keeping, keeping with my theme of kind of bouncing around, you said something at the beginning of this that, that I thought was interesting that I'd love to go back to. You, you mentioned, um, at, you know, at, you had the experience of kind of getting out of, you know, getting out of prison, restarting your life, right? You meet your, you meet your wife um, and you start having some success. And then you have that unfortunate moment with the hurricane and mm-hmm. you have the, you know, you've got the moment of like, like shit, what am I going to do? You said something about like something to the effect of um, you had to just like forget about your ego and, and, and you started learning. What, what do you mean by that? Like, that's something that I'm, you know, what I'm really curious as to like, when you say, I, I forgot about my ego, like, tell me what that means. Like deep one, one more level, go layer deeper for me on that. Yeah. So ego deafens the pain of stupidity, right? Like, <laughs> um, what happens is, is we create this ego. And a lot of times we create this ego through culture that we grew up in or experience in our life. And no matter what it is, um, with a high ego, you cannot grow, right? Like, and and the reason being is because with a high ego, they gotta have a little bit, gotta have a little bit of ego, right? But with a high ego, what, what it does is this, it's a shield, right? When you think you know everything, right? When, 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 uh, you think you can't do no wrong, uh, you know, the ego also causes you to be selfish, but all the ego is, it, it's just your past experiences and, and you trying to protect yourself. And we do it in weird ways. So I had to just rip off the being selfish as a part of my ego, right? Rip off the being stubborn. That's my ego, right? So the things that don't empower me all laid within my ego. And I knew in order for growth to happen, I needed to stop those negative characteristic traits. I needed to create this new feeling of being prideful, but not having an ego. I'm, I'm proud. I'm proud of how far I came. I'm proud of where I came from. I'm proud of it all. But I cannot have the ego because that ego, as soon as you tell me something, Kevin, he probably doesn't know what he's talking about. As soon as you tell me something, shh, I know better. Like the ego will literally be a shield to your growth. And so if people are out there right now and they think that they know more than the next person and not open to be coachable, like that's ego, right? That's ego. If you're out there right now and you're the one who always has to have the last word in, that's ego. If you're the one that's walking into a place and you're judging people, that's ego. If you're the one that's commenting on people's posts on Instagram and Facebook about how, oh, I don't, I don't you know, respect you for doing this, doing that, I'm telling you that's ego. Right. And also side note, the more you worry about other people, the less you can work on you. Yeah. It's it hands down, right? The fear of the judgment, the compare and despair. You and I can go all day talking about that stuff. Uh, but to me, that's ego. E- e- ego, it deficit a pain of stupidity, but also ego robs you from your higher self. Ego robs you from your future self. And I had to just strip it away. Um, you know, you gotta have a little little chip on your shoulder, you know what I mean? But not the ego that that puts you into a a place of because it's not even like complacency i wouldn't say right because when you have ego it's almost like you feel like you're walking and you're in charge yeah well it seems like it could show up in so many different ways like yeah like when i think of ego and i think well i'll just say when i think of ego i think of like i'll i'll call it over um overconfident right you know that could be that could be one form of ego whereas another form of it it sounds like you know it could be I'm just, I'm unwilling to be wrong. Right. Yep. I'm unwilling to be wrong. You know, especially like in a time like, you know, we're recording this in such interesting times, like 
Um, I know it's actually an election year, and so we'll get it, but we'll get into like the real election, like Facebook posts here in a few months, hopefully. I say hopefully, I never, I can't even believe I said that, right? Because I, I don't want to see those. But, um, you know, one thing I've noticed during this whole COVID-19 uh, thing is that uh, similar to elections time, like I, a lot of folks, like there's an opinion stated for the, for the, for the simple fact or to just state the opinion and be right as opposed to ever opening up any sort of dialogue that might be contrary to your current belief and so like you know one of the things that i find fascinating um and i, I probably learned this most from tim ferris uh, but i picked it up from probably a few other people that honestly he probably in introduced me to through his podcast um was like your willingness to be wrong and your willingness to change, uh, to change your mind on something. And, you know, I just, I hadn't really connected that to ego until this conversation. So, um, you, yeah. And, and you said it though. So you haven't connected to this conversation. I still catch myself. You talk about, you know, you got to say an opinion just to say an opinion. I still catch myself. I'll see somebody write something, maybe agree with it. Maybe I don't agree with it. And I'll start typing. Cause I'm like, no, no, no. That's the old ego trying to like, ha like I know more about the situation or I don't feel like you're right about the situation without opening up a dialogue that's actually beneficial for both parties. And so I delete it. And so I, I totally agree with you. So are you catching yourself, guys, when you're writing something? It doesn't need to be like negative, right? It just be a debate because um, that's the ego coming out. That's, and then I also look at it and I say, wow, I know if I write this, what's going to happen? I'm going to get a comment after a comment after a comment. I'm, then I'm going to go back, right? Because if I back up and I don't come back to a comment, now, now my ego is really hurt, so I'm going to come back. And it's an hour, two hours of just going back and forth. And guess who really is, is, is hurting from this? My family. Yeah. I spent two hours fighting with the opinion because my ego needed to be heard when my family's sitting there and they just want to, you know, my daughter wants to play Barbies and my wife just wants to, go ahead and, and talk to me about her day. But yet I'm too busy trying to have my ego be right when my family's being hurt. And if you do that enough, if you do that enough, uh, there are some bad situations that can come from that. And you have to check yourself in that moment, man. You got to do it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's so funny that, you know, you say that like, um, gosh, a, a couple times this literally shit today, uh, somebody who's close to me, like just posted something that was, I, I I started typing and I was like, no, 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 put got, put the phone down, go, go, go have lunch real quick before you interview John. Um, so literally, you know, it's, it's funny. Uh, it's funny how that stuff pops up and how it's really some of that stuff that prevents us from, you know, moving forward and kind of mo moving into that next phase of our life and, or, you know, whatever, whatever that might look like for, for ourselves. You, you just become self-aware, man. Like, and it's so amazing to see the growth in self-awareness. I think that's one of the most beautiful transformations people can make is the immediate self-awareness. And, and, you know, every day I'm practicing it, right? Because it's like, it's self-awareness has to be in so many areas and different levels of your life that it's not just this one, okay, it's a habit that I wake up every morning and I read my book. No, like that's a little bit of a self-awareness. So I got to be self-aware about that. I got to be self-aware. I'm doing my gratitude. Got to be self-aware. I'm not going and attacking people with my opinion. Like so many different levels of self-awareness. Uh, but when you start seeing it click subconsciously, it's uh, such a beautiful transition and, and transformation. That's awesome, man. 
Well, cool, dude. Before, as as we start to wrap up, like one thing I want to make sure you you mentioned it earlier, but I want to talk about personal evolution again. Um, I think you said that was starting in early May, if I yeah. remember correctly. Uh, so I want to make sure we mention that. But is is there is there anything else uh, that that we missed that we should that we should have chatted about today? Um, you know, I I, I, th- I think right now because uncertainty is such a big thing. Um, th- this is what I, I just want to say to everybody listening. So certainty is a human need. We all have it. Some people need it more than others, but it's a human need and we all have it at some level. If you're out there right now and you're trying to find this certainty, maybe in subconsciously, you're not even knowing or understanding you're doing it through COVID, through the stocks, through the real estate market, through what's going on with lending. If you're trying to find certainty in all those things, you will lose. You will lose big time because certainty doesn't come from outside circumstances. Certainty only comes from the things that you can control. That's where you find certainty. So if you want to fill that need of certainty, you find it in the things you can control, your mindset, your perspective, the people you hang around, the things you put into your body. Those are the things you can control, okay? So fill the need of certainty with things you can control. Everything else, I get it, plays a factor in things we do but stop trying to figure out the unknown because it's unknown, right? We can't keep stressing about it. The most important thing you could be doing right now is working on you, is connecting, connecting with yourself, connecting with your loved ones, connecting with your clients, new and old, connecting with the people in your household, right? And I say connecting with yourself because agents will understand this for sure. When you go out to one appointment, here's my mask. Go to another, and this is not like the mask like you're wearing like for COVID. This is like the mask you're wearing to be pre- presentable to this person, how you think they're going to like you. Then you go to the next appointment. Oh, I got to put this mask on. Oh, okay, this person wants a person that's stern. You put the stern mask on, and you put all these masks on. Well, then you come home, and you have all these layers of mask, and you forget who you truly are authentically, deep down inside, what makes you happy, who you truly are. So now it's a phenomenal opportunity to go back and figure out who you are, fall back in love with the most, most important relationship you're ever gonna have, which is yourself. Like, now is the time to connect with yourself and then create, create content, right? How do you guys wanna start a business or you guys are in a business and wanna create content for it? Start doing it. I want you to create memories and experiences with those people around you, right? Create new habits, right? Create an environment that's conducive to your goals. And just keep creating the ultimate version of you. So when this all ends, you're the one that is standing there in your highest power. Then people aren't going to recognize you. That's what I want. I want people to come out and people have long hair, beards, not knowing what to do with themselves. And you're sitting there sharp as hell, ready to take over the market because you are putting in the work, putting your foot on the gas pedal while everybody else was sitting there, Netflix and chilling, letting other people's fear dictate their income. And you were working on you daily, no matter what was going on, on the outside, you found certainty in the things you could control and you did it daily over and over and over because you had a strong enough reason to get through this season. And so I want everybody just kind of be left with that. Um, and, and if anybody needs me for anything, find me on uh, Facebook or Instagram at real John Marone on Instagram at real John Marone, uh, hit me up, slide into my DMS. I'd love to help you tell me your story. And if you're interested in the next level, of transformation right now is the best time to do it especially some of you who had the little stimulus check come on let's go 
how about you take that stimulus check and we put it to the new story you want to create and don't feed it to the old story with the old bad habits, right? Um, but yeah, johnmarone.com forward slash evolution. Uh, we could talk about it, see if it's a good fit. Limited spots, but it's also to certain people. We want to make sure it's a good fit for us and the group we're putting together. Uh, johnmarone.com forward slash evolution um, or at real John Marone, just hit me up and we could discuss it. But guys, like now is the time to find opportunity within this obstacle. Find the opportunity. I promise you there's a lot. There is a lot, but it's all power of choice. It's up to you. Starts with you and ends with you. Right on, man. John Marone, thanks a ton for being here today. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for being a guest on the Kevin and Fred show. And uh, we'll talk again soon, my man. Absolutely, brother. Appreciate you. All right. Talk to y'all later. Oh. Hey, it's Kevin and Fred. Do you have a referral for us here in Phoenix? There are 30,000 agents here that you could send them to. Why us? Well, for one thing, we'll keep you updated and you'll never have to track down your commission. We'll also make you look really good to your client. And best of all, it helps us keep all this content free. So go to kevinandfred.com slash referral to make the introduction. We'll take great care of them.